I'm Blake. <laughs> I'm Blake. And I'm PJ. And this is the Church Podcast, episode 12. Oh. And this one's called. <laughs> this one's called The Church Show. <laughs> I totally bounce back at you. Yeah. The Church Show. <laughs> This episode is called The Church Show. Yes, you heard correctly. <clears throat> the cap says luck is hard work. But oh my it's goodness. It's funny because you the trash can twice. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. This episode is called The Church Show. Uh, not to be confused with The Church Podcast, <laughs> but The Church Show. And the whole premise behind this episode will, comes from a conversation we were having one day, driving down the street, and just kind of had an epiphany that it's funny, it's ironic that, you know, church represents the kingdom and truth, but it's become more fake than TV, mm-hmm. which, you know, represents, you know, being, you know, acting yeah. like someone you're not. And it's fake, but that's become reality. Sorry. TV has become the reality, reality TV. Mm-hmm. Where people are just intrigued and fascinated by watching people go about their daily lives, random people. Yeah. And then you go to church and it's a total show. Yeah. Like, it's so ironic that you have to go to church and, like, whether you realize it or not, you go and you become you become fake. You're acting while you're at church. Mm-hmm. And it's so interesting. I feel like it's one of the biggest um, problems with, with church. And I feel like it's always been a problem with religious people. From the time when Jesus was around cracking whips over their heads. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you know, stop turning my house into a marketplace, into this fake business, you know? And and so, anyway, that's the, that's the whole premise for the church show, yeah. episode 12. <clears throat> yeah. And just having me a good old Coors, the banquet beer. <laughs> Brewed with real Rocky Mountain water. I don't know if it's. I have to try it now. You made it sound so good. Oh, yeah. Coors brings me back to the good old days hanging out at Weston's house. It was so irritating. Yeah. I would literally, Sunday mornings, you know. Everyone's setting up the, you know, guest central, (laughs) guest central, (laughs) you know, like the coffee, you know, all this stuff. It's cool. Yeah. That's a cool business. Yes. I love getting free coffee. Who doesn't want that? Exactly. I think I had like six cups of coffee. (laughs) But, but, But that just goes to show that, you know. The lights, the music, the coffee, the clean bathrooms, you know, all this stuff. It's not hospitality. It's leverage. 
Yeah. If you drink our coffee, you come and enjoy our service. Well, stop being so selfish. When are you going to give back and serve? Mm-hmm. I, li- I literally remember a time where pastor got on stage and said, it's time to grow up. Come on, church. Like, if you've been coming here for over a week or something like that, like... It wasn't a long amount of time, that's no, for sure. No, You've been coming for a little while? You got some help? It's time to help back. Pay it forward. <laughs> feel free to chime in whenever you want. Yeah, I know. I feel like I talk too much. No, you don't. Okay. So, oh... You should talk about the stage presence thing. Yes. Speaking of being fake. <laughs> so there was, um, at the church that we went to, there was. And I just want to throw, I just want to throw this out there. I feel like it's the same at every church I have ever seen. Yes. Do you think that so-and-so or so-and-so from this church or that church is is really any different? I don't. Well, the churches that because because if you've heard of them, it's because they're they're doing a good job at the church business. The church show yeah. is getting the words getting out. You know, the churches that are probably like super authentic, actually changing people's lives, you know, and creating genuine, meaningful, lifelong relationships. You're not going to hear about those because they happen at people's houses, at the coffee shop, you know, over a six-pack, friends mm-hmm. together who believe in God and follow God. Yeah. They don't do the church show. That's my, my humble opinion. Sorry, go ahead. Um, yes, that is an interesting contrast. Yeah, so there was a group of people who were approved to be on stage pastor wife was the oldest one actually other than um, pastor husband uh so we we're all huh. in mid 20s mid to upper 20s funny side note she was only the oldest one after after the crew the old crew left yeah because then she could only trust the young impressionable ones probably yeah. Just, I mean, I'm not Well, because we were her friends, but... I think, the older people. I mean, she's only a couple years older than us, so it's not it's like... It's just interesting to me that these old, stale people never got approval. Yeah, because they know, were... They don't fit the demographic. No, because because it was always a thing of, well, I can't... Like like Paul says in the Bible, I can't build on someone else's foundation, so... Well, they got old wineskin going up in their brain. Yeah, so it's hard to build into somebody who already has all of these thoughts and stuff about Christianity. So pretty much somebody who has their own brain already. They're a loose cannon. Yeah. So anyway, so yes, it was all the, all the youngins were all around the same age. And I was one of those people, so that's why I was talking like that. Um, But anyway, so we would do things like the tithe message, or we would do like an outro from worship into the video segment, or something like that. Something like small. Um, Some of the guys preached sometimes. But if we 
didn't look like we were like on crack. Pretty much we got a talking to and said like our we weren't um we weren't personable and pretty much like this whole list of things that if we if the women didn't look just like pastor wife did on stage then it was said that like it wasn't good and I do know like I do definitely think that stage presence is a learned thing you definitely have to practice it that are there are people who are go up on stage and are shy and timid and like you know you can't hear what they're saying I'm not talking about stuff like that like we were all very clear we all came across just fine but we all came across in a little bit of a different way and so we were trying to like I guess she was trying to mold us basically into little mini versions of her instead of letting us just do what what we do and just practice being ourselves Mm -hmm. on stage and I feel like I got pretty good at being myself on camera because I did that a lot for a bunch of videos there but on stage it's totally different you can like see the people that are in front of you you know and so anyway um there was lots of Sundays where during the rehearsal run through um whoever was up that week would go up there and do their part and if they weren't like way up here like in their energy or anything then it was like okay what's up with you this morning like did you not get enough sleep last night did you work on this late do you not know what you're gonna say next and enter paranoia yes and it was like well I thought I actually did pretty good yeah I felt good about it so I don't know like you know I went over it with some other people they said my content was good I was looking at people watching me on stage they all had smiles on their face like they laughed at a couple of my jokes like it seemed like they it, like you yeah it seemed like it went over well with the people here and so their whole point in putting different people on stage was to be able to reach a broader audience because I'm not going to be able to connect with every single person. Hmm. She's not going to be able to connect with every single person because you find different things out about people that you like or that you don't like. But that defeats the whole purpose of, of making us be all hype because not everyone likes that. And that's just not everyone's personality. Isn't that funny? What? Not everyone likes that. Yeah. It's like, just that says it all. There's people there that that don't like that. Mm-hmm. But in church, you're, you're the odd man out. If you just come and sit there and when the pastor says, go ahead and greet five people, turn around and blah, 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 blah. I sit my ass back down. <laughs> and like, if you just sit there and don't shake anyone's hand, well, you got to feel hella awkward or it's like they corner you. You yeah. have to do this thing or you're going to look weird. Yeah. Like, it's like, maybe I just don't know where people had their hands before <laughs> they walked into this service and I don't want to touch people. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is weird. We're so in the mode. Even the people in the seats. The stage is the whole room. Yeah. It's not just the stage. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's because if you're a leader in the church, if okay, like I really hope some people come forward who have left other churches, you know, because I'm I'm open to the possibility that this was just our experience, you know, and that other churches are really actually like doing the Lord's work, so to speak. But I doubt it. I, I think, feel very <clears throat> like relatable to Scientology. Yes. From those videos we've watched. But 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 what I was saying was um When you come to church, you learn how to be a church person real quick. Mm-hmm. Because if you're not, then you don't fit in. Yeah. And people go to church because they're searching. I think for, for the most part, they're at a low point. They want to find a group of friends that will accept them and love them. Mm-hmm. Right? Regardless of their shit. Yeah. And so they come to church and then um, they've got a pastor who's constantly saying, can I get an amen? Hey, yo, uh, I'm preaching better than y'all are clapping. <laughs> it's like, God, can you look more insecure? Yeah. Just, just say your piece. You have something to say? This is your job. Yeah. You had all week. You need us to give you feedback constantly every five seconds. Sorry. You know? Yeah. That was always just so frustrating to me. No. No. I will not holler back. (laughs) (laughs) You know? Yeah. But if if you go into church and... And being on the inside, we know that this is talked about beforehand. The leaders are strategically placed throughout the crowd. And they're going to say, go ahead, pastor. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Preach it. And like, I feel like, like people like that, that feeling of being like a part of something. Mm -hmm. But the problem comes when you... Maybe don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. And then you don't get to, you don't get to, uh, well, I think the people that don't, that aren't like that and are okay with it are just secure enough in, in and of themselves, within themselves to just sit amongst the, the noisemakers and then go home and somehow, you know, glean the, you know, something from the message and then go home happy. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you want, like, I think most people want to be a part of something and feel involved and connected. Yeah. Like, you don't get that if you, if you don't, you know, follow along with those behaviors. Mm-hmm. And it's a show. Because I guarantee you, half those people... We're driving down the street, coming to church. What the fuck are you doing? Almost cut me off. <laughs> Letting my family off the road. <laughs> hey, see, you got your coffee there. And it's like happy time. Yeah. 
It's like a literally a break from reality. Because mm-hmm. they're they're at the show. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's so weird. It's a break from reality because reality is is what it is. Mm-hmm. People got problems. They got shit going on, and they want to go to a place where they can feel good and happy, and like. You know, feel like it's like it's a cop out to go to a place where, you know, somebody is preaching a message and you feel like you're getting filled this spiritual food. Oh, yeah, it's like steak. I'm gonna give you a steak dinner today, brother. Oh, thank you, pastor. You know, and then like you go home feeling good about yourself for nothing. Nothing happened. You're the same person. It's a it's an excuse to not change. It's an excuse to not change. Mm-hmm. To do the actual hard work of becoming the person you want to be. Like, as long as Pastor Such and Such brings a good word today, well, I'm going to get through the week. Mm-hmm. Never mind everything that God put in you to make your life what you want it to be. Yeah. You know, and actually address your issues and your mm-hmm. bad behavior and your road rage. You know? <laughs> your road rage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you if you can go and be absolved every week, I'm just sitting here and be washed, get a restart. You know? It's like, no. No, just bite your tongue the next time you want to curse someone out. You know, mm-hmm. just, just, uh, apologize to the people that you shit on. Yeah. Takes guts to do that. Yeah. That's scary because mm-hmm. they might not, they might not accept your apology. Yeah. But it makes you a better person to do those types of things. Not to go sit in your chair every week and and just act mm-hmm. which it's so interesting now like there's so many reality tv shows and i know some of them are like kind of like half reality half like produced and and stuff but still people love watching reality shows you know equal to or or more than all these scripted shows, unless they're like really, really good dramas or something, you know, but people love drama and they like watching reality shows because it makes them feel better that they're not the only people who suck. What? I was making a note. I was going to say that. (laughs) That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It's so funny because when you go and you hang around church people or you see church people, you feel bad. Yeah. Damn, they read their Bible for five hours and damn, we're fucking, I haven't read for a month. Yeah. I've never read through the whole Bible. I'm a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And then you watch, you know, whatever, the Kardashians or real TV, you know, like whatever. And it's like, it's like, oh, that person's cool. And they like did that shit. Yeah. That's hmm. what I think too. Like, Maybe I'm okay. Like... The Kardashians share so much, like, stuff that I'm sure they don't want to share with people, you know, because their life is so public. So, they share, like, their side of 
just drama situations, like, with their relationships, with, like, you know, scandals and all this stuff, and it's so crazy, but, but that's why people love them so much, is because they share, like, the good and the bad, and I'm Hmm. sure there's tons of stuff that's edited out, but, you know, I feel like at, at church, it was like, we shared just enough bad to get you to feel like, we know we're sinners too, but not going to share the whole story with you because I'm supposed to be leading you. And so I have mm. to make sure that you know that I'm a little better off spiritually than you are. Mm. So just keep that in the back of your mind. Mm. And so mm. you can't just lay it all out there. But again, they'll say that that's what they do and that you can do that. But, mm. but that's definitely definitely not the actual case Hmm. so it's so crazy it's so interesting because what a prison yeah to feel like someone won't follow you if they actually know who you are yeah i feel like it's it's a really easy trap to fall into Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. we really we like as human beings really struggle to to just believe people will actually like us yeah you know but that's the lie because people actually really like the most vulnerable people yeah the wrong people it's like cliche but the wrong people won't like you forget about them yeah the people that you need in your life will will really appreciate just who you are Mm-hmm. But because we just like, I feel like we all, not just pastors, like we, not just church people, we just feel like we have to look different than, than, you know, we gotta be, we gotta upgrade ourselves. Yeah. Never mind the fact that it's, it's a facade. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, one thing that, was kind of hard to lose after leaving church was you do feel like you've earned some kind of position and status. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's like, dang, now I'm just me. Yeah. Like how, how is that not good enough? Mm -hmm. It is good enough. That's the truth. Yeah. Who gives a shit about what these people that maybe you you don't even really know yeah think about you but man i know they saw me up there on my knees my hands raised i didn't care i was undignified (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah go home like i know a bunch of people saw me today yeah worshiping the lord because that's what you think and it probably helped someone to see me just throw off a cloak. Then, then they can do the same. Yeah. No. No. Mm-hmm. It just makes them feel bad because they're not doing it. Yeah. Stop being extra. <laughs> just sit in the back. The right person will see you quietly worshiping God. And they will think, oh, he's pretty cool. Maybe, maybe I'll just like be chill like him. I don't have to put on a show. Mm-hmm. 
I loved those people. Oh, you were one of those people. No, not all the time. I have some of this fake shit yeah. in my past. I'm not saying that. I was saying you. Now sometimes you got real into worship. It's hard not to when you're controlling everything. The times I really got into worship, nobody saw. The times I got into worship on Sunday, I felt good because of what I'm saying right now. And the, and don't yeah. fool yourself. You no, know, I totally felt that. Church person who's watching this, you do the same shit. Yeah. You want to be in the front of the crowd when you put your hands up. Oh, look at me. I worship God. I'm a warrior for Christ. Yeah, yeah. So stop fucking acting like you are. Just chill. Yeah. Like the best worship times with God is when nobody sees it. Because then you're like, who are you acting for? There's nobody. Right. And nobody you're doing to what put you on actually would do when you're worshiping God. Mm-hmm. I think I really hope that this becomes permission for people to like to just not be not be like some kind of rebel. Yeah. But if you see something out of line and fake and and weird at a church, you know, as a Christian, you have a responsibility to go against the grain. Mm-hmm. You know, if enough people acted like Jesus and said, hey, this is God's house. Let's not treat it like a marketplace. I'm going to actually get really upset about that. Yeah. Then I think that church would be a lot safer place and a lot less fake. It's so crazy because, like, it just reminds me of, like, in the Old Testament where, like, the Israelites would go back to God and then slowly but surely they would start worshiping idols again. Mm -hmm. And then they'd be like... Oh, whoops. Go back to God. It's like all the time. It was like, I don't know how many times, but a lot. They did that. And so it's like, it's the same. People are the same. They've always been mm-hmm. been the same. It's the way it's always been. Now it's not idols. Now it's, the, I guess the idol is, is what you look like to other people or something, but... But it's, it's just a different thing that, that they're replacing it with. And then hopefully the church um, will, will see that and be like, oh, shoot, look, redirect. Okay, focus back on God and realness yeah. now. You know, I feel like every maybe century or so, it you know, ebbs and flows like that. Like how Martin Luther nailed the piss whatever on the door saying like basically people have the right to read the Bible for themselves. And so it was like summarized version. Yeah. So Christianity was like, Oh, whoop, yeah, that's right. Back to God. And so maybe that's something that, yeah, it's like we have a tendency to do the wrong thing mm-hmm. and the safest thing you can do. I feel like to, to, guard yourself from that same fall is is stop trying to build up mm-hmm. there's nothing to build up like just be yourself yeah you know I feel like all the things we're doing right now in our life 
are so fun. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's so exciting. It's not for anyone else. Yeah. You know, we're sharing like this, but it's because we were doing this anyway. Yeah. And it's like, oh, there's other people that went through this with us. Maybe they want to hear. Maybe they want to say something. Yeah. You know? Uh, who knows what this could become? Mm-hmm. So let's just, let's just do it. It's fun. And we are creative, so we like creating things. Yeah. You know? And and plus we need money, so hopefully they start paying us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but like, it's like, the stuff that is really exciting and fun is the stuff that you're, you, uh are doing right now like stop getting so distracted with i gotta get up i gotta get one more step up Mm -hmm. you know like the next thing you know like yeah like or even just like doing it because somebody told you i think god called you to do this you know and then which okay fine that they think that but if you don't come to that conclusion yourself then it's not going to be fun for long yeah you're going to have to put on a face and act like you like it because you committed to it Hmm. yeah I think you know you're doing the wrong thing when you can't quit because of somebody else's um, opinion or yeah they're dictating it yeah you know, like, like, like bosses at a job. Yeah. How often have you quit a job and they're like, oh man, I'm so happy for you. I hope you find something better. <laughs> you know, usually it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I guess I got to find someone else. Yeah. You know, they're thinking about themselves. Yeah. Well, it's their business. So it's like any situation where you feel like that, like yourself has to be, uh, silenced or uh, whatever you know it's like get the hell out of there yeah because because there's a reason god made everyone the way that they are Mm -hmm. because the world needs that right so stop stop trying to fit the mold stop trying to like please other people yeah you know and it's much much more satisfying to be content mm-hmm. you know yeah because that's when you're actually happy is when you're doing what you want to do because you want to do it no matter what anyone else thinks I feel like one of the big things nowadays is like in church world is um, we're not doing the poverty gospel thing here we don't do that poverty God. You don't got to be poor. Oh, yeah. You know? To be a Christian. So let me just get rich as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, let's go the opposite way. The total opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. Like, no. Just don't feel like you have to be poor. <laughs> just, just be you. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> and it's like... That's so funny. Like, no, yeah. Oh, yeah. I will accept your million dollar donation, ma'am. And... And let you break the bank. Because I'm not going to live that poverty gospel. Yeah. No. <laughs> but anyway, it's like, you know, it's like with like the whole van thing. Which if you haven't followed our van pages, go ahead and follow our van pages. It's awesome. 
pages? We only have one page. Oh, like Facebook. Instagram, and, Facebook, oh, oh, oh. YouTube. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're building a luxury camper van, and we're going to live in it. It's going to be awesome. Glamping for life. Yeah. And it's just so cool because, like, think about all the excess crap we have that just... You've got to maintain all that stuff. I know. It's going to be so I'm not hating on anyone. If you're balling out, like, go ahead. But, like, I mean, I don't want to feel the need to just do what everyone else has done. I, You know, and uh, I was talking to a client today, a client and friend, um, about um, he was reading the Bible uh, where it says, you know, like, that a person who is, um, it says something like, something about like, when, like, devils cast out or something, and they get the whole place, like, clean, ship shape, uh-huh. and then the demons come back and find it all, you know, swept and put together. Uh-huh. And then it goes and finds, like, like seven more demons worse than itself. Yeah. And then the person's, like, worse off than before. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we were kind of, like, trying to break that down and thinking, you know, that, that it's, like, interesting that it said the everything was swept up and in place. You know, it's, like, you're most vulnerable to, like, a fall or something when you think... That that you've not. got all this shit in order. Yeah. Everything's going great. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can kick my feet up a little bit. Because, like, look how many tithe pairs we have. Yeah. Or, or look at this awesome job I have. Let's go buy a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, why? You don't need anything more. I'm so excited to live in the van because it is going to be a nice van. I don't want to, you know, say that we're not, you know, we're not putting a lot of investment into it. Yeah. But in the long run, it's less. It's like, we're going to have less. Yeah. We're going to be spending less, you know, and we're going to be doing more. Mm -hmm. And, and I just, I like... That, that it represents kind of like freedom. Yeah. You know. Very yes. I'm repulsed by trying to look like I have my shit together. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm, I'm obsessive about actually enjoying this minimal time that I have to exist. Yeah. You know. And I don't know where people go when they die. I do believe in God and Jesus and stuff. And I hope we spend an eternity with God in a beautiful kingdom. You know. But I've never been there. So I'm not going to live just hoping. The point is to enjoy your life. Yeah. Like, before and after. Yeah. Like, Jesus said, like, I came that they might have, like, a, an abundant life. Mm-hmm. Which... That doesn't mean I came that they might have a bunch of excess shit. 
<laughs> and have a really huge church and all this stuff. You know, it's like, if, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, this is like the whole thing about like your home being all swept and put together and stuff. And like, you know, you're actually like, you're setting yourself up for like trouble is, is because I, I feel like people do that stuff because they, f- they think they have to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, if we're going to do a church, I mean, we might as well um, change lives, impact the world, make history. Let's just fucking go hard. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, come on. You know, no. Why can't it just be, wow, isn't it awesome? We have 20 people here. And we all get along. Like, we all love each other. I like this about you. I like this about you. Whatever. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say that, though, because we're not going to have forced encouragement here. <laughs> it's just like, it's just like happy yeah. with what you have. And if you happen to get more, cool. You know, I feel like there's nothing wrong with thriving and living an abundant life. Mm-hmm. But if, but it's like there's a there's a fine line between living an abundant life and looking like you're doing really great. Right. Especially, like the worst part is, is like if you look like you're doing really great and you're actually doing really bad. Mm-hmm. And you can't you can't admit it to yourself and other people. Yeah. And that's what I feel like church thrives on. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of people with like major major issues who don't actually get help. Mm-hmm. Some people maybe. Yeah. But like I think most of the time they come to a place, and it's like. Like, more like a platform to look and display, I'm actually okay. (laughs) Well, I think what happens is somebody comes in with problems or whatever. They get help. After they get help, they're put into leadership. Then that brings on a ton of new problems and new stressors that you don't Mm. know how to deal with. Then you create new problems for yourself, but now since you're a leader, you don't have anybody to talk to about it because if you tell the person ahead of you, like that's above you, they're going to say, okay, well, in the next meeting, everybody, Blake's dealing with this problem. Did anybody know? Okay, everybody, help Blake. Help Blake. So-and-so, I know you guys are friends, but you guys can lead her too. Like, you got to help her figure this out. Some of this stuff I feel like you're bringing up is stuff that maybe we just went through. Yeah. But possibly it's stuff that, like, other people in church leadership go through. I don't think, you know, I mean, I don't think people come across that specific, like, situation all the time just by going to church. Yeah. You know, but, but, but yeah, like, yeah, if you're, if you're a church leader... It's like it's like you you've started to climb this mountain yeah. of success, and like you know if you you can't like show weakness mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. 
Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's okay. That's, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Thank you, Coors. Shout out. <laughs> if you like the church podcast, we're sponsored by Coors. Just kidding. This has been episode 12 of the church podcast. If you like this episode, make sure to like and comment. Actually, please comment and interact with us. Like, you know, we know there's like a lot of people watching this and, and, you know, if you're thinking something, we really do welcome feedback, mm-hmm. you know, like good or bad. Yeah. I mean, like, we're not just sitting here trying to talk about this by ourselves, you know, and anytime, you know, people, those of you who do comment and say stuff, it's, it's really, it's, it's really, helpful. yeah, help. It's fun. It's yeah. like, it's like motivating, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, we weren't the only ones that went through some bullshit at church. You yeah. know, this really actually is a thing. Mm-hmm. And we'll see you guys next time.